I'm sad because my goat just died today. I'm sad. My goat just fell in the hay. Hey, we're all sad. The goat just died today. Oh, 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 oh. We're sad enough to cry. Hi, hi, hi. Sad the goat just died tonight. Well, sad his funeral will be out of sight. We're so sad, but in a way we're happy. He didn't suffer too much. He only got the cramps once. Sad. Oh, the piece of poop wouldn't come out of his belly. Sad. We had to call Doc Nelly. We're sad. The Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. Gabe. Yes. That was Cheap Trick. It was great. Um... I was probably the youngest person there again. You, you like that? That's the part you like. That's why you go see cheap tricks. So you can be the no, youngest person. I don't want to be in a room with where everybody's older than me. And then I feel as old as them almost, you know, would you rather be in a room where everyone's younger than you? Cause that sucks, dude. It's like going to great America or an amusement park that then you feel like the old man. Great America. Yeah. What were you going to say? Ben looks like Ben's holding his fingers up. Like he's either doing his, Nixon, or he has something to say. Can I? Can it be both? It can, It could. If you're about oh. to say, I, I'm not a crook. <laughs> uh, Gabe, in that video you sent, it seemed like, and I guess I haven't seen Cheap, Cheap Trick for probably 10 years or so. What? Uh, it, it, do they have another, is there another Robin Zanderson playing like a second guitar? Or a third guitar, I guess, of Zanderson? Yes. Did I, did I see someone it, extra on stage? It's a family affair. Yes, they they spawned off another cheap trick band where they can play without them, right? Oh. I don't know exactly. if that's exactly what has happened already, but it it seems to be something that could happen. I mean, the big question, Gabe, is did they pull your favorite song? My favorite cover. Ain't that a shame? Oh, yes. They play it. It's a, I think it's always in the set. And when it comes right. on, you, the goosebumps come out. I'm but telling where, you, it's for real. Where, where do they play it in the set? Is it like before uh, the encore? No, no. It was, it was about uh, towards the beginning, midway. It was good. It just where comes out, apropos of nothing. Yeah. It doesn't, they don't start the show off with it, or they don't 
start. No, your the, cheap trick. You come out, hello there, ladies and gentlemen, every time. Right, right? exactly, Can't exactly. But anything else but that. But I mean, just I, I, I mean, because it's 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 a it's an opener. Like it's not you can't be cheap trick and open the entire show with it, but you could be cheap trick and open the encore with it. They didn't do that. They just no. played it. They just it dropped it. So here you go, Gabe. It was an evening with Cheap Trick, so they could do whatever they wanted to. You, you know what I'm talking about. You know, it's Cheap like, Trick is one of those bands where every song sounds like an opener because they put a little special live intro to everything, like a buildup. But so that you know, they they tease you into not quite knowing what song they're about to launch into, right? Don't they do that? They sort of like no like a build up for every song. Oh. No. <laughs> It was a good show. did when I saw him back in the day. What, Gabe, you said it was an evening with Cheap Trick, so did it turn this out to be a longer... This is Cheap Trick, not Cheap Trick. And cheap Trick. How long was the set, Gabe? Yeah, that's my question. It was about less than two hours, over an hour and a half. So maybe an hour 40 minutes, hour 45. But no opener. No opener. And only one encore. Hmm. Hmm. Doesn't sound like an evening with Cheap Trick. I Sounds know. Like, I thought it was gonna be like three. Like a visit with Cheap Trick. When they played Cheap Surrender, I'm like, Cheap "What? What can you do after this?" They played Surrender and then Gonna Raise Hell, and it was over. They ended with Gonna Raise Hell. I believe they did. I believe they did. Mm, you're an unreliable narrator well, when it comes so to Cheap Trick. High, but... uh, by the end of the show, that you didn't know what was happening. I'm not good with remembering sequence of songs at a concert that was a week ago. I mean, what is the point of? Not getting loaded, not getting high. If you can't remember the goddamn show, you forget who you're talking to here. I, uh, no, who am I talking to here? <laughs> I got the worst memory, and I'm straight edge. So, put two and two together. What's the point of being straight edge if you if you if can't you put remember those any two of things it? together? What do you get? <laughs> I don't understand. You have the a whole, bad memory, and you're straight edge. So, how bad would my memory be if I wasn't straight edge? It'd be oh, okay, terrible. Is there a point in your life? Gabe, where we can start doing drugs together. Is there going to be a point where you're like 70 and you're like, fuck it, Scott, come on over. Let's get a bag of heroin. <laughs> I remember my 16th birthday. I was walking to school with Matt Garcia and Jerry Newbro. This is going to be a long story? No, but it was my 16th birthday and they were they had some weed with them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? It's my 16th birthday. I probably could and I probably should smoke something here. Because they were, you know, lighting up on the way to, to school. Right, because our, our friends Jerry and Matt were fucking stoners. I don't think it's a secret that we hung out with stoners. I wouldn't call everybody a stoner that we hung out with, but pot was around. I could have had it then, and I chose not to. Oh, yeah, okay. So when I turned 21. For the rest of your life. When I turned 21, I didn't, I didn't go to a bar and drink. I didn't do anything. It's just whatever. Sounds like a great time. So there's never going to be a time where we can just say, fuck it. What, 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 what are we trying? What, what are we, what are we uh, taking care of ourselves for anymore? It's almost <laughs> over. Let's just get blottoed. Yeah. Like, you can be able to say, my body's a temple, but it's time to knock this temple That's down. That's right. Let's knock that temple down. The thing what is, you, okay, the thing about straight edge is. You, you want to die healthy? The high, you have the choice to do it, but you choose not to. I can do it. I know uh-huh. you can, but... But I don't. I, I, see, stop giving me platitudes. Uh. What I'm trying to get at... <laughs> I can. Can you envision a time when you and me were on the beach and you go, look what I got, Scott, and you pull out a big bag of heroin and you say, look, we're 82. <laughs> 
Why does it have to be heroin? It's 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 over. It's gonna I, well, be I don't, laced with fentanyl. I'm gonna be the last. I'll be the I, I last day. Feel like that. I feel like that's that's like when you're old and you don't care anymore. You let's might put, as well do the granddaddy of drugs. Let's put. You no, know, it's no, not no. like what we've been. Here's we be eighty years old doing coke. That's not cool. <laughs> There's be a better chance of me having a marijuana laced cookie. <laughs> Then I thought you were going to say a marijuana cigarette. No, a cookie. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm down with cookies. How but... about a heroin laced cookie? <laughs> we're just on the beach hanging out. No, who does heroin on the beach? <laughs> I'm not Lane. St- or it's okay. We all know Lane Staley died of heroin. It's fine. <laughs> you're not you're not telling stories out of school here. I know, but I'm just saying. He was like 27. Don't be smirch. No. Wasted times, wasted youth there. That, that's 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 what I'm saying. We wouldn't be 27. We wouldn't have anything to lose at that point. Just you and me going out in a blaze of glory. All right, when I turn 75, we'll talk about it. Just keep an open mind is all I'm saying, Gary. I, I did I said that I can, but I choose not to. I I just want you to give me <laughs> Just, just don't close any doors, okay? The just doors are not closed. The doors. Of I just your mind. choose not to open them. That means they're closed, <laughs> Gabe. They're not locked. They're unlocked, and they can be open if you turn a knob. Can I ben, bracket f- this whole thing in the? Does he even theme? know what he's talking about <laughs> anymore? No, I know what I'm talking about. Well, I'm just all saying. you do is you just give me. Like it's lines that you've been rehearsing <laughs> since you were like seventeen. Yeah. Come we on. get all that stuff. We get what your whole philosophy has been. I know. Let but come on. Like step question outside is, of your comfort zone. Will there be zone. a time where you think you can let loose for a moment and and un un unstraight edge yourself for a moment? See how just the other let the wheels come off. Huh. Let me ask you the same question in a different. Yeah, a different I'm, manner. I'm yes. sober for a day. I'm happy to be sober. For will, will you eat a steak? Oh, will Ooh. you eat a steak before you die? Interesting question. How about that? Is a steak going to get me really fucking high? No, it's going to give you a heart attack. Okay, well then that's not the same thing. Some Eating people... a steak doesn't sound as much fun as doing a bag of heroin with you when we're eighty. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good time. I'm not going to be doing heroin. You can scratch that off the list. I'm but not saying we have you? to. I'm not saying we have to shoot up. I'm just you, saying, let's snort a little heroin. I mean, <laughs> let's snort a lot of heroin. Will you have a filet mignon? Can you do that thing with heroin? I'll snort heroin off of a filet mignon. That thing what you do with coke, where you put it on your teeth. Can you do that with heroin too? Is that a thing? I don't know. Why don't you tell us? <laughs> Fucking junkie. All right, Scott. What about that though? Will you eat a steak? Will you eat? A young hen. What is that called? Uh, what do you call it? <laughs> What's the young hen? You're talking about veal? No. The chicken. The young chicken. What is that? A uh, game hen? I don't know what it is. Whatever. You know what I'm, <laughs> I'm glad about. you brought it up. You're not going to eat a steak because it's, people say it's good and you'll enjoy it. I've had a steak before. I've you smoked not before. done a bag full of heroin oh, well, well, before. And I never will. Oh, you've smoked pot. I just said you would give it, keep an open mind. Not on heroin, no. What if the world is about to come 
to an end, Gabe. And everybody has already been, for some reason, blasted off the face of the earth. And it's just you and me, pal, and a bag of heroin. The bag will go untouched. No wow. reason. Not There's no in the room. Will you have sex with me? <laughs> We're about to die. It'd be a better that? chance that I'll do the heroin. <laughs> Gabe, who do we have on the show today? Jimmy Flem- Flemian. Mm. I've done drugs. He's got drugs that will blow your mind tonight. Who is Jimmy Flemian, you ask? Yes. He is the front man for the frogs. The frogs. Right? The legendary frogs. You took me to a frog show, Scott, in the 90s, and I never forget it. And I still laugh to this day anytime thinking about it with this guy in his big old wings and he hitting the microphone every time he turns when he hits this stage. I'm like, what the hell is this? That's thing? Jimmy Flemian. He's on the show today. <laughs> right. We saw the frogs a lot. It felt like we saw them every other week there because they were just opening up for everybody. Everybody wanted the frogs to open their show. I mean, I don't know if they wanted to use them to fuck with their audience or, you know, or if it was just like, we must have the frogs play with us, but we saw them a lot. Yeah. And I saw them do a lot of great shows and it was funny, but it was also great. He, you know, Jimmy had that sort of like Prince, that white Prince guitar and yeah. just blow those leads. It was great. So he's on the show today. And we're all super excited. I know, Ben, you're very, very excited about this. You know, the, you know how they say, like, Gilbert Gottfried or some of these other comedians are like a comedian's comedian. They're the mm. comedians that other comedians find funny. I right. think the Frogs are the rock band, the rock band's rock band. Yes, exactly. They're the rock band and all the other rock bands are like, God, I wish I could be the Frogs. Exactly. Like, every tour I've ever been on, the Frogs, at some point, gets played. Sometimes every day. I mean, it, there's not a week that goes by that, you know, I don't play I'm Hungry, which, by the way, Justine hates that song. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. Oh, she, she's like, it's her voice. It fucking freaks me out. It, it's, did I just do her as uh, Christopher Walken? His voice it <laughs> freaks me out. <laughs> Oh, that 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 works for both of them. I just learned that he's the the frogs have a sample in the song where it's at. What what part of the song is that? That was a good drum break. I wonder if he got you a know piece where the of guy that. says that was a good drum break. That's Dennis. That's the frogs from the frogs in the middle wow. of. Uh, I'm trying to remember what song that's originally from. Hot cock Annie. I don't care if. Oh yeah. I don't care if you disrespect me, as long as you love me. As long as you love me, right. That was a good drum break. The frogs symbolize the Midwest to me. When I moved to the Midwest in 97, uh, before I drove from New York to Madison. Say frogs again. Frogs. If you the say frogs. frogs. The frogs. frogs. Okay. All right, go on. The and the frogs. Okay, the frogs. Uh, I bought, th- like, I bought like 15 CDs to get me through the trip because it was back in the day when you have like a cd changer in your car if you were into those things right yes so i loaded them all up and one of the things that i bought was i'd, I'd never heard i'd read about the frogs i'd never heard the frogs and this their star job ep 
mm-hmm. was staring at me at a record store uh, one day, and so I bought that. And I must have I must have started playing that first, and I never stopped. Like that's that that EP got me through the whole two day trip to Madison. I never stopped listening to it. It's one of those EPs that feels like this is better than most albums. Like this is this EP is worth its weight in gold. Oh Five yes, songs. You know you know how this happens I, sometimes. I know. EP. EPs are a jam. Yeah. Or half a jam. I saw a clip of Scott Lucas and the Married Men from St. Patrick's Day, and you opened your set with Freshly Fucked? We did. That's wild. We did. We, uh, so uh, Andy Gerber uh, texted me one day, and he's like, um, uh, hey, uh, you know anybody that wants to open up for this, uh, this Tossers show? And I said, uh, uh, Married Men? He goes, oh, okay, didn't realize you'd want to do this. So he comes back. He's like, do you want to go on second or third? I go, dude, I'm always going to take the third spot. He's like, yeah, I know, stupid question. And then he sends another text. He goes, don't be too mellow. Oh, okay, (laughs) all right. So when we're putting the set list together, I was like, you know what? Let's start off with Freshly Fucked. There was a time when I was going to give that song to the tossers. I thought they could do a really good job with it and I could hear fiddle on it and all that kind of thing. And you know, the, the, the tin whistle and all the stuff they do. I was like, this would totally work. Huh. I didn't do that, but there was a time when I was like, they should do this song. So I thought I'd pull it out like that. Have you ever told the tossers that? I might've, I might've, there was one point where we were talking about doing a split where they were going to do that and I, and we were going to do no loot, no booze, no fun. Uh, but that did not happen. But it was a good story. show. It was, it was, what? <laughs> the Gabe Rodriguez story. The Gabe no, Rodriguez no loot, story. No I booze, choose no to have no booze. <laughs> but yeah, it was a fun show. And we got another show this Saturday with, with our guest, Jimmy Flemian at Cobra Lounge. Tomorrow night. See, every time I try to talk about stuff I'm going to do, it just falls flat. You know, I try to say, hey, we're going to do this. And you guys, oh, oh, great. But you guys just go, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, you say I was we. About Nobody say, gives a fuck. It's you. I was it's about to we. say, put, put me down on the list for Saturday night, and I'm going to see Jimmy tonight in Milwaukee. So he's playing tonight, Friday, and he's playing tomorrow, Saturday, in Chicago. Yeah. Because... They're, they're doing a documentary. The Frogs documentary is, they're putting it together and they want him to get out there and play some shows. This is going to be a great year for music films. There's something from Local H coming out called Lifers. Uh, there's a Red Cross documentary that, no, Lifers isn't coming out. No, no, I'm Scott's, just listening to Scott's you. Scott's got a, <laughs> like a, like he just sucked a lemon look on his face i'm just uh, thinking of the heroin party gabe and i are going to have at the edge of the world when we're 84 i can't commit to a heroin party <laughs> but if we both make it to 80 scott if we both make it to 80 at the not the same time but you know when i make it to 80 and you're still around right okay we'll see what course. happens oh we'll see <laughs> 
You heard it first. Gabe <laughs> is going to become a smackhead junkie when he's 80. Hey, everybody. It's Jimmy Flemian. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, nice to meet you, Scott. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for doing this. This is a really big deal to us. Where are you right now? I'm in bed. I'm in uh, Milwaukee. I just uh, got to an Airbnb, and uh, I, I was up for... I flew in, uh, well, what day is today? I flew in in the middle of the night uh, this morning, and uh, so I've been up. I was up for like 36 hours, and I, I finally got an hour and a half sleep. So I woke up, I set my alarm, and I'm ready to talk to you. Oh, my God. That makes me feel terrible. <laughs> well, you, you know, I, this is, this is, I'm, a, I'm a morning person, <laughs> so uh, but but I'm ready, you know, because I you know, appreciate you uh uh, one, one to uh, get something on tape, and uh, uh, we had to reschedule a few times, but we're we're ready to go now, right? Are, are you living in Portland now? Yes, I am. Yeah, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, for the for you know, been there for a little over five years. Uh, ready to go at some point. We'll maybe uh, move, maybe move back uh, here, or we'll see where I end up. Yeah, you're you're here playing shows. I I know we're playing a show together this Saturday at Cobra Lounge. Yeah. Are, are you like in the middle of a tour or starting a tour or? Uh, it's just uh, two shows uh, that were uh, scheduled because uh, they're working on this uh, documentary and they wanted to, uh, uh, we just thought it was a good idea to uh, schedule a couple of shows here rather than they'd already come out to Portland to uh, film uh, years ago and uh, thought, you know, it would be cool to do a homecoming thing, and like you know, it's been like 17 years for Milwaukee and 15 years for Chicago since I played there, you know, with the Frogs. So this is uh, quite a, well, who knows? That's uh, exciting. Uh, I'm more excited yeah. than I was before. Oh, okay. So this documentary is finally happening? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been in the work for years, so now it's work. It's been in the works for years, and it's, you know, it's, it's uh, getting going, and uh, you know. How does that feel to like have somebody make a documentary about you? It, I mean, oh yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, you don't you know you don't think that through when you're young. There'll be a documentary about you, or, or you know, when you when you see these documentaries, I've seen them, plenty of documentaries about these other people, and uh, and believe me, I'm, I'm quite moved. And uh, you know, you, even people like you know, I wouldn't think I'm the biggest fan of certain bands or whatever, or artists or whatever, but when I see them, it's, uh, it's, you know, they'll bring me to tears and I'll, you know, I'll find, finally understand their story or, or maybe get a, get a glimpse into, uh, you know, learn something about their lives and what brought it, brought them into, uh, you know, where they are today and, uh, what, you know, uh, yeah, and get a better insight into their, their work and it's, uh, well, you know, I well, I would never have imagined this something like this would have happened, but it's it's quite uh, humbling, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so you grew up in Milwaukee. Yeah, you right. too, right? Or, or what? I'm yeah. actually from Zion. Do you know where that is? I've heard of it. It's, 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 it's got it's got a uh, ring to it. It's a, like a not a not a not a Christian city, but yes. it's kind of it's, it's Zion like Zion like a like a yeah a churchy type place or something. V- I don't know. Very much so. Is it was Zion, is that Zion, Illinois, or was that Zion, that Illinois? Zion? Yeah, founded as a theocracy. So yeah, okay, yeah, you're right on there. 
I did never studied, but off the top of my head, I think that's what I guess. <laughs> You're like Zion. I think I can guess where this is going. <laughs> so you're growing up in Milwaukee. Where do the frogs come from? How do you come up with this idea for the frogs? You know, we we were brothers, so it just it just kind of you know it it happens because you live in the same house and you you know you. Uh, my brother was five years older, and he you know he studied he you know he. Play, started playing music in 1967 and you know he played the keyboards and eventually you know he kind of it was maybe a, a, a thing with him that he he understood that that's where he was going to go but i had no idea that i'd ever be playing music you know what i mean i, I and uh he kind of suggested why don't you play the guitar and uh we just uh you know as as brothers and siblings and you know like like the Bee Gees or all those uh, musical groups that are right. families, you know, it just, you know, it's it's just a natural thing, you know. But, you know, not not like I said, it's it's not something that was thought out. Like, okay, we're going to be in this band, but it just sort of happened, and then, you know, and it became whatever you think about it today. There weren't any bands that you were listening to where you were like, I want to do that. Uh yeah, I mean, there were, there were plenty of bands, you know. Um, I don't know if it was ever that moment when I said, yeah, that's uh, that's the kind of, I mean, I know, I know for Dennis, the first record he heard was in 64, uh, he bought the Beatles' second album, so that became the thing for him, like, probably, you know, I want to do that, you know, when he was nine, you know, and uh, all that kind of stuff rubbed off, and, you know, there were a variety of variety of bands you know right. and you know obviously the, the you know the Beatles and and Dylan and those kind of big people like that and the people that are are like that would be uh you know sons of that like you know ELO all that kind of stuff that they would be a part of that you know what about glam rock I mean I got into Bowie in 1980 actually after the you know the uh when Scary Monsters, Scary Monsters. Came out. it was a late to the game but uh uh, Dennis was into the, uh, he had seen, uh, Bowie on the station, a station tour, or even, uh, uh, that David live tour, you know, 74, he had, he'd seen that kind of thing back then. So, and obviously, you know, I know you, uh, probably know about the T-Rex stuff and I didn't, uh, I was turned on to T-Rex in 1981 by a guy in Milwaukee called Dan Martin. He, we worked at mainstream records and, that became kind of a thing that we discover, you know, that's, you know, you discover records like you go to the store and you just happen to pick an album out, that kind of thing. But we went to his house, Dan's house, and he just happened to put on the T-Rex album, the self-titled T-Rex album, and and it really spoke to me. And after that, I just collected everything by T-Rex. And uh, any of there were plenty of bands like that where I just went, uh, not only uh, bands, but you know, I went haywire. Well, that's that's usually not my word, but uh, <laughs> let's see. You know that that I just collected everything by them. You know, XTC was another one, and Elvis Costello, and you could probably see in the in the uh, people I, I've listed like that that there was a, there might be a common similar thread. It's really you know that uh, like they're all they're all great songwriters, and like us. Thing. You know, they're kind of like the Beatles, the XDC and uh, Elvis Costello, and they have that like the Sons of Beatles thing, you know, type thing that they're, 
I mean, they're amazing, and they just, uh, I guess because I you know, wasn't old enough for the Beatles, I saw that, I, uh, you know, that, that was my thing, you know. And there were plenty of other bands that, you know, I got into besides that, you know. I went nuts over Springsteen in 75, you know, when, 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 when Born to Run came out, and, and the Kinks was a big one, too. And uh, Dennis brought a couple albums home from college, and I'm speaking like a, college like i like i went to college and didn't, <laughs> didn't go to college and uh he came back in 75 with uh lola lola versus power man in the underground and soap opera and that and obviously they, that that changed me too as well because uh ray's writing the first song i wrote was a song called out of fear and the first lyric was time goes by and there's a lot of uh Ray's lyrics, where Ray Davies, where he speaks, he says, "Time goes by," and, he just, and I watch as time goes by, and it's not consciously, but you know, if you think of people like that, that, that concept uh, writing of, of uh, you know, he had he had all the concept albums, uh, you know, the Kinks, and I, you know, I, I just love the Kinks. You know, I saw them in 70, uh, 77, the Sleepwalker tour and Cheap Trick open. That was, uh, you know, that's when I really started getting into them. I want to know how you ended up uh, doing stuff with uh, Sebastian Bach. We can jump out oh. to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I knew Kelly Deal, and uh, she had, uh, from the Breeders, and she had, like, uh, either something was suggested to her that uh, she could work with Sebastian Bach, and she just freaking loved his voice, and she just jumped at the thought of uh, working with him, and we, we did the Scream soundtrack, you know, uh, for the movie Scream, uh, uh, School's Out, I don't know if you ever heard that version of our, our song, School's Out, and yeah. then we did uh, uh, TNT by ACDC, AC/DC. And, uh, and Tonight's the Night by Rod Stewart, and <laughs> yeah, that's how that worked, and then 
Uh, from our, uh, that, uh, yeah, from our association with that, then, uh, oh, then we did The Last Hard Man in, uh, you know, in Pachyderm Studios in Minneapolis, where In Utero was the film, uh, film, yeah, was recorded, mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, and from doing that, then we went on, uh, you know, we did the... But you've probably seen the uh, Lord Grunge uh, Oddville thing and, uh, on MTV, and mm-hmm. we invited uh, Sebastian for that, and maybe kind of because of his, uh, because we knew each other that way, then uh, Sebastian wanted to go on tour doing a solo thing, and he called me up, and then we did this tour, and I did 100 dates with him, with, uh, you know. <laughs> I did uh, USA. Canada and uh, Japan and uh, South Korea. So we 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 walk into a to a to a record store in in Tokyo and uh, and uh, Beck comes around the corner and says, you know, I just say, hey Beck, and he's kind of like, I just like like every day, like you run into all the time, like you're in <laughs> Tokyo, and then uh, so he took a couple pictures, are pretty dark, but you know you can see the outline, and because we we met. Uh, you know, uh, Beck had done that. Uh, uh, you know, the sample of where it's the at. Where it's at? On where it's at? Yeah, with yeah. Uh, uh, what is it? That was a good drum break. <laughs> that was a good drum break. That was a good so drum break. After, that was a good drum break. So after that, when we uh, we had met uh, Beck a second time, he uh, Dennis just had a uh, recorder in front of him, and he said, "You know, I want to just say something," and he says. Cold racking it. He said, you want, to, "You want to do it again?" And I think that's good. And that was that was. And then we threw that and threw that in the beginning of uh, Whisper there. So as I talked and then Spash and then and like I said, there was a picture where where I took uh, somebody took a picture of three of us in Tokyo at the store. So. Yeah. There you go. That's awful long winded up, but just, the fans are just whoever's listening to this thing. They're like, "Wow, this is intense." <laughs> Give me more. Yeah. Go ahead.
remember you guys were, were accepted into the alternative and the grunge scene i mean by by everybody i mean i saw you open up for i think almost every band it seemed like gabe it seemed like we were watching the frogs every other week like at metro or or you know at the unicorn or or, or wherever oh yeah was, that is true we did open for uh mud honey at the uh, i think so maybe i came out further encore or something whatever it was yeah. yeah, at the Metro, I remember. Yeah, the big yeah. dragon wings and the Prince guitar, and it was, yeah, it was the greatest thing I ever saw. Yeah, so so you've been uh, witnessing, or when when did you first see us, or what did you, what did you see? Uh, I can't remember who you opened up for. I don't know if it was the Breeders or it was Mud Honey or or who it was, but I saw you open yeah. up for a, a lot of bands, you know, and that was the time when. You know, I saw Wesley Willis open up for a lot of bands too. You know, okay, and, yeah, yeah. We we did uh, play with Wesley Willis once, and then also, now that you mention it, uh, Flaming Lips at the uh, Empty Bottles we opened up for. Yeah. So, so yeah. who was the first guy who was like, "You guys are great. You should play with us." Was that was that the, the Pumpkins or, or who was that? Yeah, that, they, I mean, yeah, that was the Pumpkins. That you know, that was uh, yeah. We we had played a show and. Uh, Chicago and Darcy and Jimmy of the Pumpkins, uh, the guitarist, they, mm-hmm. James rather. He came to the they came to the show and then uh, I don't know if they had actually mentioned we should open up for them sometime. And then uh, I think it was uh, was backstage at the Metro and we we had met Billy. And I think that was the first time we met him and he had mentioned he said we're um, you know. I want you guys to open up for us. So, uh, and then that became that thing. We we did uh, a bunch of shows with them, and you know, through that we played in Seattle. And Eddie Vedder came to the show after he, he had missed our show, and then he said, "I'll be at the, I'll be at the next show." And he said, "I hear you do it, do a uh, tribute to me," and we, <laughs> because we 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 had ended with uh, you know Jeremy or whatever it was. So uh-huh. then he came the next night, and then there's. There's footage of us uh, with him, uh, you know, kind of talking with uh, talking with Billy at the end of the uh, video. You know that you know he was whatever. I guess maybe he was he was enamored. I don't know what the conversation. Who knows what they were saying? There's no bit. There's no vocal vocal on it or anything. So, and then throughout that, you know, that just at that that very night, then and Eddie, uh, we walked over the bar, and then Eddie asked Dennis to go on tour you know just from that one show so things like that happen you know that uh you know unexpected you weren't thinking like oh you know man come on please pick me or whatever you know it just it just sort of happened you know so, oh yeah no it did it didn't then, it seemed know, like everybody wanted you to play with them and, and yeah and 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 the same thing you know we we uh 
Well, you know, we we were always kind of doing our own thing, so we didn't really we didn't follow the Pumpkins or follow their music or anything. So we kind of like we watched the uh, we said well, we're going to open for them. We you know we were not check them out, but then we we watched uh, Tear of Rock on MTV because it never you know. I mean, this is before they ever anybody really knew anything about them, or me personally, or us personally. So I don't think there's been a tour that's gone by, maybe in the last thirty years, where I haven't made everybody in the van listen to "My Daughter the Broad" at some point. I mean, that uh-huh. has been a constant companion for me, and I don't think a week goes by where I don't quote something off the record in my day to day life. Yeah. You know, like be it "I'm Hungry" or "Where's Jerry Lewis." Uh, yeah. What's the inspiration for the Jerry Lewis song, anyway? Jerry Lewis is, uh, you know, I'm, I, 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 not a, <laughs> not a worship, but I, I freaking, I, I, I freaking worship the, the Nutty Professor. You know, like those uh, we, I remember going to my cousin's house, and those uh, movies would come and kind of come on at night, and I, I'd watch them. You know, that the Family Jewels, and uh, you know, I, I freaking loved them. You know, and. Uh, so what what happened? It was the we were recording, uh, you know, homos, uh, or drugs, uh-huh. homos, Silla, Willia, and uh, where's Jerry Lewis? They were all in one, all in the same afternoon, wow. and uh, and as we were watching, as we were watching, we had the TV on in the background. And they would they would. Where's Jerry Lewis when no one gives a damn? There's my man up on the stage. And with the children uh, about four in age. They're crazy, they're crippled, but they're lovely. And young and wild and lovely. Our friend Scott, he came over to the house and he would come over and he just, uh, I guess he'd be, you know, he just happened to show up and we'd start making up songs. And the day he came over was uh, April Fool's. So we said, let's do, you know, let's, that's that's why April Fool's was done that day. And, he, you know, we just turned on the recorder and he, he played a little cello, you know, he, and, you know, he took up the cello at some point in his life. So he starts playing the you know, cello in the background. You can hear that, you know, all he, He's just he's playing a lot of C on there, whatever you know. That's an uh-huh. uh, easy note to, to uh, you know to stroke on that thing. So <laughs> what about being denounced by Pat Robertson? How'd that make you feel? Uh, a nice badge of honor. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, we we used to uh, we used to kind of we we were watching, you know, not not that we. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with the message, but we used to watch the kind of stuff. We watched the Seven Hundred Club. I mean, yeah. and uh, and we would we would see that kind of thing. And there was Robert Chilton was the guy that we watched all the time on there because he was very entertaining as an evangelist <laughs> with his gray, you know, beautiful gray hair. I don't know if you know what he looks like or what he does, but you know, he was very wound up with his delivery. And uh, we would watch that kind of thing. And uh, I don't know. Uh, 
I mean, I, I guess that kind of thing to be expected. Uh, he, he doesn't understand what we're doing or what we're, you know, we're, we're all about, you know. Uh, uh, well, how did you guys even I get on his radar? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a strange thing because you know, of course, I don't know if you saw that there was a there was a there's that video uh, or at the time it's kind of like you know where they're trying to uh, inform the children or the kids out there that you know let's uh, you know stay away from these bands you know, or they do you know <laughs> stay away from the backward masking and that kind of thing with heavy yeah. metal and uh, the, you know there's the footage you know with uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it uh, where we're included in that where they show you know. George Michael, you know, talks about this, and you know, they they show some other, you know, like uh, I don't know, some some bands with the pentagrams and all that, and then uh, they say, and then they include us because you know, they we envision a you know a second savior coming with savior number two, and that that <laughs> that that got their interest, and I, I don't know, I, you know, how that. Uh, yeah. So this documentary, like, have you got people? Uh, Singing your praises in the documentary, the Talking Heads type of yeah, yeah. I mean, thing. there's there's, there's uh, people. I'm not uh, you know not giving it away, but I I kind of like surprised that way. But I was I, I I've seen seen clips of it, and I'm I was surprised that you know certain people are in it. And again, once again, it's that kind of thing where you watch it and you're like kind of you know when 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 like I'm talking to you, you know, you'll I'll get a sense of how you're feeling and uh, what you're saying and what you're thinking, and uh, you know we're we're, we're we're connecting we're we're trying to figure out what what you know makes sense of where we're going with stuff and and when you when you see a documentary of people it, uh it's not maybe uh it's it's kind of it's not more private but it's even what you know right that, that's where the humble, humble part comes on because you know they they you hear things that they're 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 talking to you like maybe they wouldn't stay in person you know what i mean so, right is there a sense of like you being ahead of your time and like being influential to maybe, yeah, some- you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, when we, we started out and we were, uh, you know, later on and, and, uh, but the, you know, the industry t- didn't quite exist or what, you know, we're never part of the industry, but that part of it, you know, would that, that never really, uh, you were ahead of our time, you know, they, they didn't really exist where they were like, oh, let's sign this band or whatever that is, you know. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's here and there you you catch, a, you know, a little glimpse years later of people. I mean, you'd have to give me an example. I mean, were we ahead of our time with, with what, you know, and I could say, yeah, I guess so. And, you know, I'm not going to, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love to brag about that kind of stuff, but that's, that's all it is, you know. Well, I mean, it, it, like it's it's almost like a double sided thing with the frogs. Like, yes, you're ahead of your time, but there's also something about you guys that it's kind of like you know, like how they'll say, uh, you know, they could never make Blazing Saddles today. There's something about frogs records that it, you know it couldn't happen today. So in a way, you're ahead of your time, but your time still still hasn't caught up to you. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a but there's a sense that you know you can you can hear. Uh, I mean, I don't listen to these airwaves, uh, you know, of, of the people today. But they, you know, when you hear you hear bits and pieces, you think like, well, not they've caught up, but maybe they're listening to us. And you know, there's a sense that you know, even though we were, 
you know, once again, all any of, any of that stuff that where it's made up, it's just be form and it's, you know, it's not say whatever you want, but you know, you can, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's similar in the same way you, you know, we, we love Patty Smith that way where, you know, she's just free form and just, uh, I guess that's free, free form pump punk instead of like, you know, like Eminem's a free form, you know, whatever that kind of stuff is. Right. Right. And so it's, so it's, you know, we, uh, it's just whatever, you know, whatever came out of your mouth. So it's not, and, and all that, you know, wasn't, wasn't not meant for, you know, we didn't, we didn't set out like, yeah, we're going to release this stuff. You know, it was, it was a private, private thing, you know, like we were right. just, you know, they, we, we thought we really, really, really had something that like, you know, we, we, We'd have our friends come over and we'd listen to stuff and they'd, you know, be going, you know, they'd really dig it, you know. And so eventually someday came where, you know, it just came out and, you know, wasn't wasn't expected. And, you know, and then at the same time, we still had our, you know, rock thing going or, or whatever that was, you know, or, or writing our songs so that uh, we had both going on at the same time, you know. But let me add that, you know, we were, you know, we reversed and we were, uh, you know, we, we grew up and, you know, we were at this point, we were older. And, you know, even back then, you know, uh, you know, we, we, you know, <laughs> we loved the, you know, the uh, Johnny Carson show and anybody, you know, associated with showbiz that way. And I, you know, I grew up, you know, worshiping showbiz and all the movies and the movie stars and, you know, so I think there's a lot of that in our, our work, you know, where we're, it's, yeah. you know, and that's what I, what I, what I, what I always appreciate with, you know, somebody like uh, Ray Davies and Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull, if you've ever seen some of these people live, which I've been fortunate enough to see that their presentation and their, their theatrics and their, you know, that showbiz, that, you know, that Judy Garland type delivery is, you know, you can't, you can't put a put, I mean, that's a lost art, you know, and I, yeah. you know. I, I, you know, that's, that's, that's the part of it that's the most entertaining and the most, you know, that, I don't know, that's a, that's a, that's a big part of music that really, you know, grabs me that way, you know, that same way that <clears throat> all those concepts, you know, the concept albums by, uh, and in the same way you get Tommy by The Who, that's a, you know, it's an album masterpiece that we, you know, captured, you know, that's that's one of those like people under, understand today, but you freaking open that thing and like you've never seen anything like that before. It opens three ways, and then there's the picture right. book in there, and then there's all the different colors and the lyrics are freaking in there, and you're just like marveling at it, at it, you know. And then you're, you're listening to the story, and that's that's part of you know that. And part of our story was you know it it wasn't set up that way. It wasn't set up to be a certain way. We didn't set out to do anything, but. But in a way, you know, we, you know, we had so many different songs and written so many different subjects, and then there, be, then in a way, then they be, some became like to some like concept albums. But you know, once again, you know, the, I yeah. freaking love the concept albums by the Kinks and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's just music and art, and that's you know, it's not right, not everything in life, but you know, that's that's the you know, that's the thing that's really uh, captured my heart. But you've always had this great talent for for being able to like poke fun at that showbiz type of stuff. But at the same time, you 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 could get the feeling that like you actually meant it. You know what I mean? You could you could walk that line. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, well, you know, some of it, you know, like not you know, you know, not to poke fun, you know, Sammy Davis, but some of these 
some of these people, they, you know, you know, you, you got to give it to these people that, that can, you know, they grew up in that vaudeville and they can, you know, nobody can, you know, the Alice Jolson, the people that they, they just, they lived it every day of their life and they're just up on that stage and, you know. Let me ask a question before we go. I mean, I, I'll, this, I'll this, ask this, well, this, Don't this, go. This, I got more questions. Yes. All right. Anyway, yeah. uh, about yeah. 30 years ago, Scott took me to a frog oh, show. He took me to a yeah. frog show in Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. And I'm 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 an old metalhead. I used to have hair down to my halfway down my back. So I'm like, okay, I don't I'll I'll go. I'll see some live music. Mm-hmm. And it's just a very it was a very memorable experience for me because you guys put on a show. It wasn't just a concert, it was a show. And I was like, okay. what the what the hell did I just see? I don't even know what this is. But it I remember it to this day. And I laughed and I had a good time. And I didn't even know what the music was about. I just thought it was cool. And I just wanted to say yeah. that that's that's what the feeling I get when I think about a frog show. It's just it's an experience. It's a show, and uh, I'm I'm kind of in awe talking about it right now. But anyway, uh, oh. we, you were talking about heavy metal, and yeah. uh, we have a running question that we run on, we ask on the podcast of all the guests. Like it, okay. if you had to pick between two bands that you could not live without, you could you could only listen to one band for the rest of your life, either The Replacements or Iron Maiden. And you had to choose one. Which would you pick? Well, how about this? <laughs> well, you you react to this, but I I I I never uh, I never followed either one. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a great answer. Like, That's a great answer because I no, I mean I mean I, and uh, and I think uh, maybe recently or not too long ago, once in a while, something will come on uh, on the radio, and I'll I'll. I'll hear Iron Maiden, you know, the same way I, I you know, I'd seen, uh, I mean, if uh, if I had to pick, I, you know, that's, you know, nothing against the replacements either. I mean, I know that you know, the one song, whatever, the, whatever, whatever their big uh, hit was, I mean, what's their big hit, the replacements, you know, it's a uh, good question. You and you know, I'm talking about, I'll not, be you. you. Know, I'll be you. I'll be you. Yeah. I mean, that's a great song or whatever you want to call it. You know, it's just, uh, I mean, I, I, I can't, you know, single them out. You know, same with with, uh, uh, you know, you know, sick of myself. I freaking love that song by Matthew Sweet. You know that kind of thing. It's a great song. So nothing against them. I did never follow the replacements that way. You know, even I, you know, I saw the Dio like documentary recently. Have you have you ever seen that? Yeah, you know, and I, yeah, I knew, yeah. and I knew, I knew nothing about him, you know. But then after seeing that, I'm like, well, you know, what a, I, you know, I know Sebastian Bach and you know people like that. They freaking worship him, and I'm, I'm watching. I'm thinking, you know, it, it may not necessarily be my, my uh, down my alley with the, with the, you know, that songs, but you know, I, I, I can freaking appreciate the freaking talent. I'm like, wow. I mean, I'm oh, freaking. I freaking loved it. You know what I mean? And then, he, I he would have appreciated with, uh, your. He would have would appreciated be, your dragon wings. The same with uh, Iron Maiden, you know, because I, I could probably appreciate that more because I, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm in awe of you know the the fireworks with you know any anybody like uh, you know, you know like Eddie <laughs> like Van Halen. If it's Van Halen, I'm like I'm you know, some of their songs are are great, but you know it's. It's freaking Van Halen. When I when I hear that, you know, I'm I'm a guitarist, but then when I hear him play, I'm like, oh my, you know, it just blows your mind, you know. Yeah. So it would be the same with Iron Maiden because I know they can freaking play. So all right, 
We'll put uh, you down. After, there he is. There you are. We'll put you down for <laughs> Iron Maiden. As soon as it's nailing this, it just flips the camera on you. So I'm going with Iron Maiden. All right. Yeah, that was a that was a is long way to get there. Is that the on the show or what? Is that the, like, the, are they 50 and 50, 50, 50? Um, I think Iron, Iron Maiden's got the lead by a little bit now. Really? What made you choose between those two bands? Uh, are those your two bands that you're kind of up in the air about or what? No, Ben is a huge Replacements fan, and Gabe is a huge Iron Maiden fan. So this is just this little rivalry oh, okay. they've had for the last couple of years where they, yeah. they put everybody on the spot. Yeah. So you've, so you've been doing this uh, podcast for two years, uh, or what, a couple of years, though, to me? Or no? Well, it feels like 30, but yeah, I think it was two years. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's uh, my first podcast, so, I mean, uh, it's... Uh, Get out. I frickin' nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. Feed me now. I've got to eat something. Give a shit. Give me a piece of a cow. I'm hungry. Come on, where's the meat? Give me a piece of fruit. Not that kind. I'm hungry. Give a shit about lying around in a nursing home watching TV. Give me a piece of anything. Hungry. I don't want to be a friend. I'm hungry. Give me what you got on your plate. I'll get your hand. I'll take what I want. I'm hungry. I deserve this food. Jimmy, let me ask you a question that that occurred to me yeah. today that I never thought about before because I was listening to a bunch of yeah. frog stuff today for the first time in a while, and it occurred okay. to me that there are you, you're, you and Dennis both do these different voices, these different character voices. You're singing yeah. as different characters, you know, throughout your, all of your whole repertoire. Yeah. But are are some of those character voices supposed to be sort of the same narrator? So is the guy who's singing "I'm Hungry"? supposed to be the same guy who's singing I'm sad the goat just died today or is it just that that's <laughs> yeah. one of the two or three yeah I would say so and, and obviously yeah he he, uh, he inflects where 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 is needed you know like with the uh, with the evil characters or the people that uh, mm-hmm. you know do uh, 
serial killer esque, uh, um, you know, yeah, meandering, yeah. The breathing, uh, the breathing through the nose is is the part that I love the best. But you know, yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, a lot of that stuff is you know, some of it is you know, uh, you know, like that that something like that he did on his own, and some of it were you know, I mean, there's 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 some things like uh, you know, well, there's obviously stories you know, uh, uh, but. Uh, you know, I, I just start playing the the, uh, the chords uh, to uh, Golden Showers. You know, just making it, kind of making it. You know, they're all made up, but something like that. I start playing blum ba dum blum 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 blum, and uh, you know, I just remember you know Dennis was uh, the door was open. Dennis was sitting on the toilet in the other room. You know, for, for real. You know, and then then and then he comes out, and then, and then we do the take, and it just you know it just uh, you know, he, uh, you know, there's a, you know, there, there's a, there's a, re- a reason for him, and some are just, you know, off the top of your head. But Dennis read a lot of serial killer books, so a lot of that comes <laughs> stuff comes out with the Evil Jack and you know, Rosie Jack World, all that stuff. You know, it's related to to something. You know, and then there's the, yeah, you know, what else am I saying? Yeah, you know, we went to the freak show. You know, at, at the state fair in uh, Milwaukee. You know, so. So, you know, some of that stuff came out in certain songs, you know, and then we just, you know, the next day then then turned on the recorder and with those songs appeared, you know. Right. And, it, yeah, so they, they, they had some kind of uh, conclusion, some kind of uh, something lined up and made kind of, some kind of sense to us. What? One more thing before we let you go. We were talking yeah. a couple of weeks ago. We had a show where we were each talking about some of our favorite cover songs, which you mentioned earlier. Bruce um, Dickinson or... Okay. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Dickinson right. or Paul Westerberg. But, um, okay. but one of my favorites is your cover of The Go-Go's Vacation. Can you talk us through that? You're listening to Song Imploder where musicians take apart their songs and piece by piece tell the story of how they were made and then talk shit about those songs and make you embarrassed you asked about them in the first place. My name is Ben Reiser. Frogs were an American rock music band founded in 1980 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin by brothers Jimmy and Dennis Flemian. The brothers mainly wrote and performed short, catchy pop songs, but they're also known for their improvised home recordings, which are delivered in a comedic style and often include controversial issues such as race, religion, and sexuality, as well as their spectacular live performances, which featured elaborate costumes and intense interactions with the audience. In 1999, the Frogs contributed a track to the four alarm records unsealed a tribute to the go-go's and we sat down with jimmy Fleming to discuss this unique left field cover of the go-go's vacation here's jimmy Fleming. okay yeah i'm just saying oh my god because it's a whatever 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 so dennis's daughter sarah she goes whatever and then you know dennis you know uh, you know we we uh I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's, uh, we did a couple of things for uh, four alarm records. There was the, 
they they had proposed a, a Tom Petty uh, tribute album, so that's why it. And our our thing, I don't know if they ever came out with anything, but that's why we did. Uh, I need to know, you know, that that appears on that counts your blessings. And then the other thing, the other thing that was, they actually did an unsealed was the name of their uh, CD that came out called the, the Go Go's Unsealed was a tribute to the Go Go's, and they, we were asked to do a song for them, so we did that one. And that's a bam bam, whatever. Whatever. So that's uh, Sarah, and uh, I can't remember her. His her friend's name, but she, you know she she sings at the same time. It's can't seem to get my mind off of you. They they both sing at the same time. I think. Sarah and Beth, but Dennis's daughter Sarah, and then there's uh, so you know Dennis has his his uh, his what do you want to call it. Uh, Studio trickery with the and then it's whatever and he, and he repeats that, but then it's just a drum machine, bam, and then Dennis plays the bam, 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 keyboard, and then you know he, you know. Then the other part is you know then. Bye, Taish, you know, you know. Uh, then we both sing at the same time with the English, uh, whatever it's called. Bye, Taish, you know, I ever wanted. Bye, Taish, you had to get away alone. Bye, Taish, you know, I ever wanted. Bye, Taish, you had to get away. Bye, Taish, you meant to be better. Alone. And then it's, you know, whatever. Ever. And then she, that Sarah starts, whatever. You know, starts screaming more or whatever. And then, uh, and then it's uh, two weeks without you. Without, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, and it's just me and me and Dennis doing a la 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 la. Whatever. That's, uh, similar to uh, like the la la la, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so that's what that song. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, I mean, it's a <clears throat> when when I hear it, you know. It, uh, there's a lot of songs from that period, pretty pretty cool. You know, there's even the there's a uh, what do we do? Uh, the, uh, you know, I don't I don't know if you've heard the uh, immortality flip with the uh, blah blah blah. What am I thinking of? Uh, Pearl Jam. You know, it's, uh, we did uh, Rearview Mirror the cover, and it's a real slow version. But but there's a, I mean we 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 initially did our, our rock version. You know, and uh, there's that person, and I hear it now, and you know, that's one of those. I'm like, people, you got to hear this one, because. And then when we did that one, Dennis was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm not just going to do it. Not it. It you know, it sounds nothing like Pearl Jam, but but it does rock, you know." And then you know, then with the version we ended up doing was was done like two thirty in the morning with the, uh, you know, with a it's a it's a five finger five finger finger picking on there, which is pretty <laughs> to pick all the pick all the strings and it's a, a quite a different I had to figure out how to you know we just did it at that time in the morning because then it says you know you know there's a deadline and Eddie wants this so we we did that and then uh, I put the uh, uh, Ebo on there with a the, and then Dennis is you know does his uh, 
Eddie thing or whatever, and uh, that's what it is. And yeah, so I guess I, mean, I just uh, covered three different covers we did. I just covered three of them. Yeah. And now I just uh, like you know, now I didn't mean to do a cover of Cover Me by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, <laughs> cover. Yeah, yeah. Nailed it. You've just been served. Whatever. <laughs> and now, in its entirety, Vacation by the Frogs. Vacation. 